Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is Joey Ryan, and welcome to the first episode of Extra Prep, a brand new News Gazette podcast where each week we'll be on site at a local high school taking you inside the best and brightest programs from around the area. Each week I'll be joined by News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels and we'll catch up with players, coaches, and whoever else we can find and get the pulse of the local high school sports scene. Over the course of the next half hour or so, we'll catch up with Muhammad Seymour Football, the number one ranked team in the News Gazette's preseason top ten. Catch up with Muhammad Seymour head coach John Adkins and senior standouts Nick Golden and Wyatt Bob. The Bulldogs have lofty expectations and we'll go in-depth as to why, just how far this team can go. Me and Matt coming up on the other side of the break. Glad you're with us on the first episode of Extra Prep, a brand new News Gazette podcast. When you're at your job, when you're at the grocery store, when you're alone doing laundry, even when you're in the restroom, you're never alone. Because <laughs> thanks to this cool app, we're there too. Take WDWS, WHMS, and WKIO with you anywhere with the all-new News Gazette app. Download for free and stay connected while near and far. You won't miss any of your favorite music, shows, or Illinois sports with the all-new News Gazette app. Hello and welcome to Bulldog Country. We're at Muhammad Seymour High School in Muhammad, Illinois, of course. The first episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast. We'll be traveling uh, to different high schools each week, catching up with area coaches and players and getting the inside scoop on, on what's going on in the area high school sports scene. Joey Wright and News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels in with you. And, and Matt, Muhammad Seymour football Number one team in our preseason mm-hmm. top ten. So many expectations for the Bulldogs this season, and and they're not shying away from it. They want to win the state title, and, and they'll tell you straight up. Yeah, no, they aren't. And, and first off, Joey, glad to have you on board and, and all the talent you bring to the, the News Gazette, both on, on the radio side and on, on the newspaper side and what we do online and on social media. So your, your addition here these last three months have been a, a breath of fresh air, and hopefully all the, the high school sports fans in the area will, will get to know you as well in the, the coming months and years. But, uh, yeah, Mohamed Seymour football this year uh, went 11-1 and last year, made it to the class. 5A state quarterfinals. Uh, we're sitting here on Thursday afternoon in a very nice air-conditioned aerobics room here in, in the high school. We've got mirrors all around. Uh, Joey's going to do some Pilates after this <laughs> podcast gets over. Exercise balls see over Frank on Dutton, our, yeah. See the lights at Frank <laughs> Dutton Field uh, in, the, in the distance over there where Muhammad Seymour opens this season. Uh, 7 p.m. Friday night against Morton. Uh, rematch uh, of last year's Class 5A state title game that, that the Potters ended up winning uh, over in Morton. And 
uh, eager to hear what, what John Adkins, the Muhammad Seymour football coach, uh, along with two of his senior standouts, uh, quarterback Wyatt Baum and, and linebacker Nick Golden, are going to join us here in a little bit to get the lowdown on the Bulldogs. But, yeah, just excited for, for the start of high school football. Uh, hopefully everyone was able to pick up our 22-page uh, high school football special section that came out in Thursday's paper and chock full of lots of great information about 34 area programs uh, compile, compiled by uh, our do everything preps coordinator Colin Likas, but uh, yeah, just looking to kind of bring the the attention and uh, go out to high school each week with this podcast, just to kind of shine the spotlight on, on some of the area's top athletes, coaches, programs as well. So just uh, really looking forward to, to what's going to come in the next nine months. A football focused pilot episode, if you will, but of <laughs> course we'll we'll highlight all the sports. You know, volleyball, soccer, mm-hmm. cross country. You'll you'll hear that all on extra prep uh, and, and you mentioned frank dutton frank dutton field we can see it from the window mm-hmm. it's thursday august 25th as we record this and last night the bulldogs wednesday practice frank dutton actually made his way out to practice mm-hmm. for the first time in three decades, decades. Yeah, yeah it's it's a pretty cool story and uh, looking forward to hearing what john atkins has to say about that and uh, frank dutton is a legend here in muhammad was it was the the football coach here for many years led him to a, a class 2a state title in 1977 the only state title in uh, football won by Muhammad Seymour, also the only state football title won by a high school program in Champaign County. Uh, Joey, I know you had a story about that uh, last month in, in the middle of July. So anyone who wants to read that, they can go to news-gazette.com and, and check that out. But, yeah, it's just a lot of history, a lot of excitement, just a lot of anticipation and, and buildup for this, this season here in, in Muhammad. And uh, expect the stands packed at Frank Dutton Field and uh, just really – Really eager to see what the the Bulldogs can do uh, this season with so many players back from from last year's team that that went eleven and one. Lofty ambitions for the for the Bulldogs for sure. If I could talk, and uh, <laughs> and and I think that's a good opportunity to segue into our interview. Mm-hmm. We caught up with Muhammad Seymour head football coach John Atkins, senior linebacker Nick Golden, and senior quarterback Wyatt Baum, and we'll bring that to you after this quick break. Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Oskinson drive the definitive Illini Sports Portal, IlliniHQ.com. Your place for nonstop Illini coverage as it happens. All day, all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Illini coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Illini information anytime. Go Illini! And we're now joined by Muhammad Seymour head coach John Adkins, along with senior linebacker Nick Golden and senior quarterback Wyatt Baum. Guys, thanks a lot for joining us. I know we're uh, recording this on Thursday afternoon, day before the season opener, right here in Muhammad against Morton. And, Coach, we'll dive right in. High expectations for you and the Bulldogs this season. What are your thoughts on on the eve of the season? Yeah, extremely excited, no doubt about it. Um, You know, last night at practice we could kind of tell – um, that we were tired of hitting hitting our own guys, um, and and we were hungry and and ready and excited for for this week one opener um, uh, against Morton, you know. And and like you said, anytime we can return the experience um, that that we have, the expectations should be high. And and now it's up to us as a coaching staff, as as a player led program, uh, to meet those expectations. Nick, what uh, what goes into a Thursday night? Friday morning, kind of give our listeners kind of a, a sense of what the next 24 hours are for, for you and your teammates before you get out there on, on Friday night. Um, so Thursday nights, we usually have a, a big team dinner. 
and uh, we get um, FCA to come out and talk to us if uh, well FCA comes out and talks to us if if we want to do that mm-hmm. and then afterwards usually we'll we'll have a team dinner and you know that's that's just like really good bonding time with us you know to prepare f- before the game mm-hmm. and uh, tomorrow morning before school I think it's really cool um, the the leaders of the team will, will go to the the, sc- the schools in Muhammad around and you know kind of greet the kids mm-hmm. coming into school and uh, I'm really looking forward to that this year mm-hmm. because you know it, it's something when I was younger the older kids would always come in and and greet me on my way to school mm-hmm. and I thought that was the coolest thing so to finally be able to do that uh, it, that's going to be really cool. And then, real quick question too, and we'll we'll tweet out some photos later and, and do some stuff on Snapchat for the Muhammad Seymour fans to to see it all. But Joey and I are probably underdressed right now. So is John <laughs> as well. Uh, Nick and Wyatt look like they're about to go start their first day in the business world. Got uh, navy blue pants, white collared shirts, ties. Uh, Wyatt or Nick, you can fight over the microphone. Kind of give us the lowdown on on this very fresh, clean look you guys are sporting here on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of uh, another one of the traditions we have adopted, where where Thursdays we'll get all all fancied up for for school and our dinner, uh, you know, but button up and a and a tie and nice pants and shoes. Uh, a lot of us kind of think that coach should uh should should join in and dress up too well here's where it originated from uh but good buddy of mine had a saying said you got to look good to play good and so i don't have to play so therefore uh and i teach pe so running around all day in dress clothes probably wouldn't be good so why, uh, why, why Thursday? I know a lot of teams would do this on Friday. I know when I was in high school, you know, the basketball team, game day, they're, they're wearing their, you know, kind of the same get up. But why, why Thursday? No, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, Fridays, game days is all about the jersey, right? So, uh, so we're definitely going to rock the jerseys on, on game days. Um, but, you know, that Thursday, it's kind of, and again, you, you talked about the business world. That's exactly right. That's why we do it because it's a business approach, you know. Basically, and, and, and I mean this, you know, in, in, a, in a good way, but, but all the fun and games are over, right? We, we got to be focused. We got to be serious. It's go time. Um, so have that mindset of the business approach to get yourself ready and prepared for what Friday might look like. I guess why just how are how are you and and the guys just dealing with the uh, you guys are going to be the number one team in in our preseason top ten poll. You guys are third in the Associated Press uh, Class Five A poll that came out. Went eleven and one last year. Made it to the state quarterfinals. How are you just handling all the all the outside noise, all the external buzz that's kind of surrounding the Bulldogs right now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool like to get ranked third in five A. You know, that's that's cool and stuff. But we. Last night in our group chat, um, one of our junior D linemen, Jack Gallier, sent that picture and said, um, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what we're ranked. We have to play the same no matter what. And, you know, like, if we play up to people's expectations, that's fine, but we got to play to our expectations first. And so I think that's our main focus is is – playing how we want to play not how anybody else wants us to play why what did last year do for you just from a from a confidence standpoint you, you threw for more than 3100 yards last year 27 touchdowns you led this high octane offense just how much did last season's success just kind of fuel you this off season for by all indication should be just another great senior year for you yeah i mean it's no pressure. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely – I didn't expect that to have that good of a junior season, but, you know, 
um, you mentioned like the stats and stuff mm-hmm. and that I didn't expect to do that either but you know I think it was week six I think I threw for stat wise I had a really good game mm-hmm. but I remember uh, getting told I was uh, holding us back you know <laughs> not not doing exactly what I should you know mm-hmm. um, mechanics footwork and you know that's the type of stuff like all the coaches are kind of focused on is like you had you you were good but you could be better mm-hmm. you know and I think that's that's the that's the mentality after last season is we were good but we could have been better mm-hmm. and so I think that's the focus coming into this season is you know going for a state championship your your quarterback coach Keith Pogue has been around the program forever uh, was uh, you know preceded coach Adkins as, as head coach what does he bring to the table and what's he like to work with He's awesome. Um, I really, I didn't really know what to expect when I heard he was going to be my quarterback's coach, but uh, I really, I really enjoy working with him. He's a he's a really smart guy. He obviously knows football. He's been around the game for a long time, and so I think it's really nice to have somebody that um, really knows the game and knows um, what what I'm going through on a play to play basis. You know what kind of reads I'm making, what kind of the footwork, and as I said, he's very smart, so he knows. You know what what kind of defender I'm reading, what where his hips are, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Question for Nick and then Wyatt, you can chime in as well. Nick, what's it like to watch Wyatt lead the offense? And then Wyatt, what's it like to watch Nick lead the defense? Um, you know, I'm, I feel extremely blessed that not only the great player that Wyatt is, but the great leader that Wyatt is, you know. Uh, I know that he's going to take care of his job and he's going to make sure that everybody's, you know, in the right spot, doing their role, um, doing the right thing um, on every single play. And and, and whenever, you know, I see Wyatt leading his offense out there, you know, there's an excitement and, like, there's not really a doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to get the job done. And Wyatt... What's it like to, to yeah. see Nick Golden back there as a you know, the middle yeah. linebacker of the defense? Same thing. He's a great uh, defensive leader, great leader for our team in general. But, um, you know, whenever whenever I see Nick out there leading our defense and um, our, really our whole defense doing the things that they do, you know, it gives our whole offense confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to – everybody's much more confident in their job when they see what the defense can do. And I think that, um, you know, with Nick, he's – he he expects so much of himself, but he also expects that same thing from the rest of the defense. And you know, there's no there's no slack on the defense. You got to pull your weight, and if you're not, then he's going to tell you. <laughs> Wyatt, you mentioned confidence. You know, so many teams I've talked with this off season. You ask, what are some expectations you guys have? They're, for lack of a better word, meek. You know, it's kind of one week at a time. You know, we're just taking it. But, they but got all their sports center cliches down. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Coach speak, if you will. But then I talk to you guys, and, and what are the expectations? And you tell me it's state title or bust. You know, we want the, yeah. the whole trophy. I mean, how do you guys manage that confidence? You know, season hasn't even started yet, and you already know what you want, and, and you're not afraid to say it's, it's the biggest title in the state. Yeah, I mean, I think – it, I mean, it is one week at a time, and like Coach said this week, one play isn't going to win a game, mm-hmm. just like one one game isn't going to make a season. And so I think we are focused one game at a time, but, you know, that end goal is definitely the state championship. And I think when you have that goal, you really know what your goal is every game, is mm-hmm. to, you know, be it, be perfect or be as close to perfection as possible. And, John, I know high school football schedules can get kind of fleshed out well in advance, you know, two, three years down the road. Obviously, you got your conference opponents locked in at all. Morton comes here week one. 
guys are ver probably very familiar with the Potters and, and remember what happened last time you guys played them last year in the state corner finals over there in Morton. How did that game come about, and was it just pure coincidence that you guys are opening up with them this season? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, we last year, at the beginning of last year, we signed a two-year deal with Canton. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can remember last year, week one, we went down to mm -hmm. Canton um, and ended up playing them in, in all three levels. And, and unfortunately for them, they're, you know, the new coach, they, they're trying to turn that program around and, and, and they didn't feel um, it was best for their program at that time to continue that contract. And, and with a two-year deal, right, they, they basically had to find a replacement. And, and they kind of found one of their conference foes to basically take, take their spot. Um, and you can better believe that Matt Hensley didn't even ask me my opinion because he knew what I was going to say. And he immediately sent the email back and said, absolutely, we'd love to play Morton at home uh, week one. Um, yeah, so that, that's really kind of how, how it came about. And so much so, we you know we, we feel that Morton is a good fit for us, um, size wise, obviously talent wise as well. So we went ahead and extended that contract even for two more years okay. after this year. So, yeah, what is your overall philosophy when it comes to just non conference scheduling? Uh, obviously, you've got six games locked in every year with Apollo Conference teams. This year, you've got Morton, uh, Quincy Notre Dame travels here after you guys made the trip out uh, to Western Illinois last year. Then you got Bloomington uh, later in the season as well. Just how do you go about? how you want to fill those those open dates on, on your team schedule. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a two-part fold there. A, every coach and, and program in the state of Illinois right now is is the hunt for five, right? Like, like they're, they're trying to get five wins. Yeah. Um, and, and with us having four non-conference games, um, it's <clears> – <throat> It's, you, you know, it's tough to schedule due to, well, number one, geographic area, right? So, so all the Class 5A schools around us are either in a closed conference or play crossover games with another conference already. So it's tough for us to fit in. So we do have to kind of search the state. Um, and, again, unfortunately, you know, that now that we've been successful, it's even hard to find teams in Class 5A that, that are jumping at the, the bit to schedule us. Um, and, again, I, I get it, right, because they're, they're looking for five wins just like we are as well so you know you, you'll see next year our, our schedule um, in my opinion gets even tougher um, we pick up Highland and you know in, in week two losing Lincoln so Highland's going to take their place and and then we still continue to to play Q&D and and then we're still looking for a week nine as of this point you know Belleville Altoff was it was a name that was tossed out um, here you know within the last couple of weeks so it is what it is at this point you know we 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 need to fill our schedule um, and so beggars can't be choosers at some some points and and we need nine games right so yeah it's, it, it makes it difficult for sure and I know the way it's worked out this season, you guys are certainly excited to play Morton, given the history there. Uh, how last season ended, you know, you guys will take it. What do, you, what do you see in the Potters? Obviously, Seth Glatz, the storyline last year, Lane Kaufman was a good quarterback. They're both gone, you know, and I know you started looking at Morton the day after the playoff <laughs> loss, and, and you've had almost a year to think about it. Would you guys take the field tomorrow night? Yeah, and, and, you know, first off, they're a very well-coached team. Tim Tim does a great job with with those kids, and, and I know that they're going to be ready to go. They're going to show up, and they're going to play four quarters of football no matter no matter what happens. I can guarantee you that. Um, I know they returned some, some key pieces to their offensive line, um, and they were very talented last year, got off the ball for – step yes Seth Seth was a stud don't get me wrong um, but it was because of 
of those kids up front as well. And so to be able to return those kids, um, certainly they got to feel confident about that. You know, they're getting a new quarterback, and I know I know Lane's gone, and Lane was a good player, no disrespect to him, but but this kid's now more of a dual threat than, than Lane was. You know, he, he can hit, hurt, hurt us in the air and, and then certainly on the ground as well. And, and then defensively they returned some nice key pieces on the D-line as well as, as linebacker. Um, so, again, it, it's going to be a war, and, and we're, we're excited. We're looking for the forward to the opportunity um, tomorrow night. And you guys got a little bit of a pep talk, I understand, as we record this last night, Wednesday night, from Frank Dutton. Came out to Muhammad Seymour's practice. First time he'd been out at a Muhammad Seymour practice since the early 90s, if you can believe that. Longtime Bulldogs head coach, of course, uh, led the program to its only state title in 1977. What was it like to have him out there, and, and, and kind of what are your takeaways from just chatting with him? I know it's the first time you guys had met. Yeah, first time I got to meet Coach, and, and for, for, for me personally, um, it was awesome, you know, getting to – to meet Bulldog football, right? Like, like he's he's the man. The field's named after him. Like when you think of Muhammad Seymour Bulldog football, you think of Frank Dutton. And so to get to shake the man's hand and then sit there for a good 15 minutes and listen to stories and and him ask about our team and our players and kind of you know what what our th- what what his thoughts are for us th- this season as well. Um, it was kind of a surreal moment again, just just kind of you know, in the presence of greatness, so to speak. <laughs> so it, it was awesome for me. Well, we may be in the presence of greatness, too, here with some potential future Bulldogs and standouts in in the future. But, Nick, obviously everyone's heard of Wyatt Baum, Quentin Rogers, other guys. Who's one guy, offense or defense, that you feel is kind of flying under the radar on your team going into the season at all? Um, Well, uh, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to the whole offensive line. You know they do a fantastic job, and, and you Spoken know, like almost a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and uh, they do a fantastic job. Um, you know, uh, they, they're they're never going to get their name in the paper, but but they do their job day they're in and get their day name out. On the podcast. Now, who who is the starting <laughs> offensive line for the Bulldogs? Give, um, give them some we've got uh, Tyson Finch, sophomore at center, okay. and at guards we've got seniors uh, Marshall Bacher and McCain Didier, and then at tackles we've got uh, senior. Uh, Mitchell Gilbert and sophomore uh, Colton Metcalf, um, and then also I'd like to give a scout out to you know all our guys on, on the scout team mm-hmm. playing. You know they they come to practice. They obviously don't see the playing time that they may they may want, but but they still show up and, and they make us better day in and day out. Well, why? Who are some other guys that uh, you know some some key contributors? Guys that just kind of make this program what it is. Maybe it's not guys out there catching touchdown passes on Friday night or you know, ripping off big touchdown runs or anything, but who are some other guys that just really kind of make this program what it is here in Muhammad? Yeah, I mean, you, like you said, you know, um, some of the big names, like, but I think I think really one of the main guys that's flying under the radar right now is uh, Valiant Walsh. Mm-hmm. He's a senior wide receiver. He, you know, he didn't he probably didn't have the stats he wanted last year, but he definitely he definitely did his part last year, and I think. Um, yeah, he. I think he's due for a big senior season, and I think I think he'll do great this season. Early front runner too for News because that name of the year as well for a, a high school athlete here. Uh, final question uh, for for Wyatt and Nick and, and Joey. You can wrap up as as well here. Uh, when it's all said and done, you know, five, ten, fifteen years from now, twenty years from now, when you're coming back for class reunions, things like that, what what are you guys going to remember? Uh, you know, about playing football at Muhammad Seymour High School. You know, yeah, we talked about that a little bit last night. You know, it's um, you're gonna like we're gonna remember the like the 
the chair out and on the field, like the turnover <laughs> chair, turnover thrown, um, like the crows, that kind of stuff, you know, that like, you know, we have fun with it. And so that's the type of stuff I think we're going to remember more than, you know, what stats we had during the game. That mm-hmm. stuff's not going to matter. Yeah. And I think it's just going to matter, like, what kind, what kind of time we had, what kind of people we were. Mm-hmm. And I think – what I kind think, of yeah. sharp dressers you were too. Yeah, Thursday. absolutely. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think we're doing that. I think we're doing that right so far. Nick, same question. Yeah, obviously, there's the big things you're gonna remember, like the big games. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you're also gonna remember the little things, like you know, the team dinners, you know, the the team get-togethers, all the all the little things that that just kind of made us who we are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really get talked about, but we're all really gonna remember it. And then just you know, kind of the, the family and, and the love that, you know, Coach Atkins kind of brought into this program. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel a connection to all my teammates, and, you know, I would I would call each one of them, you know, my friend and my brother. Mm-hmm. Just just feeling so close to all those guys, just, it, it, you know, that's that's what I'm going to remember, mm-hmm. the, the family that Coach Atkins started here. I love the ties, guys, but I need yes. to see I need to see some Jerry Garcia action next week. I need to see a little a little color. I got on the shoes. You got on the shoes. Oh, I do like the little Jordans yeah. action. Yep. I like that. And yeah, Nick's got a uh, Crows tie. Hopefully, those yeah. read uh, Thursday's special section previewing the season can get the the lowdown on that. Uh, we had a good encounter with them when they stopped by our office a few weeks ago mm-hmm. for for our media day event and. Some very expert crow callers on this team. Yeah. One more thing for e- either one of you guys. Uh, describe the turnover throne to me. What does this <laughs> year's edition look like? For those who don't know Muhammad Seymour football, of course, the turnover throne. Uh, it's like the, the turnover chain Miami has, right? You, uh, you force a turnover, you can sit in the, the chair on the sideline. Right. The last one got broken, so, <laughs> so we needed a new one for this year. And um, I wasn't on the uh, – we were on the bus – and coming back from a joint practice, and, and we were looking online, and we bought a chair. And uh, it, Valiant Walsh has been very, very, uh, very secretive, very lucrative about about the phone. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to show anyone. He's he's giving me little sneak peeks. But I mean, to be honest, I really couldn't even tell you what the oh, whole man. thing looks like. <laughs> I've just seen bits and pieces, and from what I've seen, it's on a whole new level. Well, Nick, I, I hope you get to sit in it tomorrow night. Yeah. I, I hope I get to sit in it. <laughs> well, there, well, there's also been talk of uh, Valiant told me if I throw an interception, I have to go sit in the chair. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So then it turn, might not be a you whole have to, good Do you have thing. to turn it around, Wyatt, like yeah, in the corner of the end zone by yourself you know, there? Yeah. You know, face your parents? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah chair enough. of shame, basically. <laughs> oh, man. Dual meaning. I like it. All right. Well, uh, Joey, you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, guys. I uh, appreciate your time. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of expectations around you guys this season. Best of luck in, in living up to everything you guys have said out to do all right well thanks again for joining us on uh, extra prep we'll be right back after these messages hi this is jordan sanchez from tuscola football friday the cola wars continue when our cola comes to town hear the game with joey wright and colin Likus on live rock 97.5 whms appreciate the time of john adkins nick golden and wyatt Baum joining us here at Muhammad Seymour, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the aerobics room, nice and cool in here. Uh, we were originally going to do that in Coach Adkins' office, and that was pretty warm, pretty <laughs> stuffy, so uh, he was nice enough to bring us over here, uh, hauled the equipment over to the aerobics room, and it is it is comfortable It is here. nice here. 
We uh, got uh, high school football kicking off actually later tonight, uh, Thursday night. There's two area games, uh, Iroquois West at uh, Hoopston Area Armstrong Potomac. And then an eight-man game, uh, Milford Cisna Park plays uh, Flanagan Cornell Woodland. But bulk of the games are on, on Friday night. And, Joe, you just want to look ahead at, at what uh, some of the top area games will be here on, on Friday night? Absolutely. And let's start with a little predicament I have. Arcola at Tuscola, our Light Rock 97.5 game of the week. Me and Colin Lycos will be out there with the call of that one. But I, I don't know if they'll let me in. <laughs> uh, in, in our pick I have chosen Tuscola, or uh, rather Arcola, to win there. You can change your mind if you want to. It I, is in the paper today, though, Joey. Yeah, so. I don't. I mean, I, I can't flip-flop. Okay. I think it'll be a close game, I, I, but I'm going to go with Arcola, 9-3 and three last season. Tuscola, 4-3 okay. you know, mm-hmm. a year ago, and they had all, all sorts of problems, mm-hmm. uh, COVID-related, COVID and, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But uh, Arcola hasn't won a game in this series since 1997. Uh, it was close, uh, 45-42 yeah, um, in 2019. The 2019 and last yeah. year when they played uh, down in Arcola at Thomas Bradford Field, the Purple Riders or the Warriors uh, beat the Purple Riders 20 to seven. Yeah, Tuscola's won the last 14 games in this series that dates back to 1896. It's uh, always a great staple to to have uh, on the high school football schedule. We didn't have it there for several years. Uh, I believe both coaches, Andy Romine at Tuscola and Nick Lindsay at Arcola, want to keep the game going. Uh, it's, it's a great non-conference test. The schools are separated by nine miles. There's going to be thousands of people out at Memorial Field tomorrow night in Tuscola. It, it's just a great atmosphere, a great event uh, that you're going to experience for the first time, Joey, and it'll be worth it. But I, I disagreed with you. I went with Tuscola. Uh, I just I like the you know Jordan Quinn at, at quarterback – Younger brother of former Tuscola boys basketball standout Jalen Quinn, who's now a freshman at Loyola Chicago playing basketball. Jordan, a multi-sport athlete. Athletic frame. Uh, gets thrown right into the fire right away in a big-time atmosphere, so we'll see how he does handling that. But I think it'll be a close game. I mean, Arcola's coming off a, a heck of a season last year, too. Kind of almost falls under the radar. They made the Class 1A state quarterfinals and, and what Nick Lindsay's able to do. Tanner Thomas is making his first start at quarterback. Uh, sophomore for Arcola, already committed to play baseball in college at Louisville, so he's a dynamic athlete as well. Uh, it's you know it's probably just going to come down to what a lot of games are going to close anticipated games in, in week one is who makes who commits less penalties, who makes the least amount of turnovers, who executes on on third down situations, and I don't know. I, I just I'm going to go with a home home team in this one, and, and I like to score in this matchup. And I think Tanner Thomas will be kind of the difference maker for Arcola. It's his mm-hmm. first start, so at, at quarterback that mm-hmm. is, so a bit of an unknown commodity. But he's going to play baseball at Louisville in a couple mm-hmm. of years. Also and, plays uh, basketball for the Purple Riders too. A, a tremendous athlete mm-hmm. and. Um, a lot of expectations for Thomas this year. So if, if he's on, I, I think – but, again, I think it's going to be a close game and could go either way. All right, let's just do a quick rundown yeah, of, yeah. of the rest of the games. Uh, hopefully you guys that are listening already saw this in, in Thursday's paper, but uh, we make predictions on 10 area games each week. Uh, next game on the list, Centennial at Proviso East, a late addition to the schedule for the Chargers. Centennial was supposed to play Urbana in week one. Obviously that's not going to happen after Urbana decided in early August to have a JV-only schedule this year. Chargers got a long bus ride ahead of them up to up near the city, uh, but I like Centennial in this one. So do you too, Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers coming off his 6-5 and five season last year, won a Class 6A first-round playoff game. A lot of high expectations over there at, uh, at Centennial and, and what the Chargers can do at Tommy Stewart Field this year. 
next on the list, uh, Dwight at uh, Salt Fork. That's a noon kickoff on Saturday. A lot of noon kickoffs this year in the Vermilion Valley Conference. Uh, official shortages is kind of the reason why. Uh, both of us like the storm in, in this one. I think Joe Hageman's team is, is set up for a pretty superb season. High expectations over. And, and Catlin, uh, another game, Georgetown Ridge Farm Christman at Watsika. Two programs that have seen better days in, in the past, but uh, hoping for, for promising futures. Uh, we both got Watsika. It was kind of split among our panel, though. A few picks for Georgetown Ridge Farm Christman. Both teams didn't win a game last year. Colin, as he makes these uh, game choices each week, always likes to give us some some hard ones and some doozies. So uh, you can pick up the rest since I've pretty much dominated the conversation for the last three minutes, Joey. So Yeah, coming up, uh, Iroquois West and Hoopston area, Armstrong, Potomac tonight. And uh, went up to Gilman earlier this season. They were number nine in our preseason mm-hmm. top ten. And Iroquois West had a, a lot of years, uh, you know, after their state title in 2003 that – Flat out weren't very good. I mean, they they were kind of an afterthought in in the uh, area, but uh, they have a, a a terrific program now. The Leonard brothers, of mm-hmm. course, uh, Division One caliber talent, and uh, Iroquois West football has a lot of energy around it now. Uh, Hoopston area coming off a playoff here mm-hmm. last year. That was their first playoff appearance in thirty years. Exactly. So, no, uh, both programs seem to be on the up and up, which is always uh, always good to see. Uh, then next game, Morton at Muhammad Seymour, one we've talked quite a bit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us went with the Bulldogs, not just because we knew we were going to be here on Thursday afternoon, <laughs> and if we didn't pick them, Nick Golden might tackle us really hard, and I don't think either of us want that. He's an imposing presence. It, if they had played that game last year, might have gone with Morton. Fair uh, enough. Because Seth Glatz mm-hmm. was just a, a an animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a terrific running back for Morton, but he's gone now after – you know, 50 touchdowns later and (laughs) thousands of yards. (laughs) Um, And that leads into uh, a bit of a harder game to pick. St. Joseph Ogden and and Monticello. Well, I should say they're about equal to pick. But Monticello, 8-3. And and the Sages, what a consistent program under Cully Welter. Mm -hmm. Uh, They won 43-8 last season. Our our panel is given St. Joseph Ogden some bulletin board material going into Friday night Mm because every one of our eight panelists picked the Sages to win there. Uh, eager to see what St. Joe can do. We yeah. got Ty Bentz back in the fold this year, uh, playing football for the first time since his freshman year. Uh, Logan Smith takes over at quarterback. Uh, I'm sure they're eager to to kind of make an opening statement in, in week one and maybe uh, kind of pull a surprise on on to make pull an upset in, in week one and get off to their, a good start in their season. And, and you need to do that in the Illini Prairie Conference because there are no weeks off. That is very true. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll jump to our other Illini Prairie Conference game just to – just to knock that out of the way now, and that is Unity at Prairie Central. Uh, the Rockets with a 41-28 to win last season, mm-hmm. and Unity has not lost a regular season game since the first game of the 2019 season. A bit of turnover within the Unity program. They were number two in our preseason top mm-hmm. ten, but I, I think Prairie Central, uh, home game, good opportunity to make a statement. Uh, eight and three last year, good year for the Hawks, and... Uh, I don't know. I'd have a tough time picking against them. Yeah, you're not winning many fans in Tuscola and in Tolono with your week one picks, Joey. (laughs) Uh, I I like the Rockets in this one. I know they've got a a new quarterback in Kale Rowden. He's taken over for Blake Kimball, our all-area player of the year last year. Matt Brown returns at running back. Uh, He's a dynamic runner, can can get some tough yards in between tackles, but also has the speed to get outside uh, on some stretch runs. And and Scott Hamilton really likes to get his his playmakers in space. And I think one thing, too, and – Unity is really 
made an emphasis of this in the last couple seasons is they really want to have starters just play one way. So they've got 11 on offense, 11 on defense, and you normally don't see that out of a Class 3A program like the size the Rockets are, but that has really proven beneficial to them and, and a key reason why they've been able to go on such long playoff runs, uh, especially last year making to the 3A state title game. So I know it's a hostile environment, going up to Fairbury, long trip for the Rockets, but uh, I think Unity is going to come back to Champaign County with a, uh, a hard-fought win on Friday night. Should be a good one. And then the last 11-man uh, game that we have, uh, Westville hosting Seneca. Saturday night, 5 p.m. Yeah, Saturday night lights <laughs> in Westville. Go. At Memorial Field, great field over there. A great new facility. Turf, yeah, new turf field and a uh, new weight room mm-hmm. and all, all sort of, uh, all the latest trappings for the Tigers. What Was that, uh, and I actually haven't looked at the, the picks to see what everyone else went mm-hmm. with yet, but I, was that consensus, Westville? Almost. Oh, man. The contrarian was uh, none other than Colin Likas. So really? uh, he went with the Fighting Irish, the Seneca. So I don't know if he's got an allegiance to, you know, green and gold or anything like that, but uh, Westville, I believe, checked in number eight in our preseason yeah. poll. Hall of Fame coach and, and guy good love back for another season on the sidelines there. And, yeah, Westville, I think, uh, along with Salt Fork and Bismarck Henning and Rossville Alvin are some, some Vermilion Valley Conference teams that could not only make a run at a conference title this year but also uh, have the potential to uh, to go on some deep, uh, deep playoff runs as well. Should be uh, yet another good one. Seneca at Westville Saturday night. And then the lone eight-man game in our pick'em this week, Schlarman, uh, Schlarman, I should say, which did not field a team last season at Blue Ridge, one and eight in Farmer City last season. Um, I'm going with Schlarman in this one. You know, yeah, it was kind of split was... on our panel. Uh, four, four people for Schlarman, four people for Blue Ridge. So uh, eager to see what can unfold. And uh, eight man has grown in this area in the last five or six years. We got four programs now. Playing eight man, obviously the two in, in Schlarman and Blue Ridge, and also Milford, Cisna Park, and St. Thomas More. So uh, good to see their program still existing, even if it's not at the eleven man ranks. But uh, yeah, just eager as all get out to to get high school football back rolling, rocking and rolling here uh, this this weekend. It's going to be a great season, and it kicks off. As Pat mentioned, this weekend, it's already here. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Where it did is. the summer go? I don't know, Joey. <laughs> you don't know either. No, it, the <laughs> fall is here, and it's here in a big way. A lot of different ways to consume our coverage this season. Of course, the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette Game of the Week is going to be a lot of fun. Eight out of the nine weeks this season, Illinois football playing at home, or no, on the road next week at Bloomington, but uh, uh, your home for Illini football is Light Rock 97.5, and so we'll take the night off and uh, – <laughs> Let the Illini take center gonna, stage. We'll be working. Yeah, we'll we're, be working. We're wor- not yeah. going to take the night off. <laughs> we, we'll, <laughs> we will very much be working. The rest of our team, of course, uh, News Gazette sports section will have plenty of high school football coverage next week as well. And, and all nine weeks and playoffs, it's it's going to be a fun campaign. Let's get after it. Well, do you survive your first podcast, Joey? I think so. Okay. I think so. Give Some it a, ups give and it downs. a solid B. And yeah. B room plus. for improvement. Room for improvement. Yeah. Room to grow. We, right. we take it one week at a time. Right, exactly. The, <laughs> the road to uh, what – what do you always say? The road to uh, uh, – The road, road to September runs through August. Yeah, Is that yeah. your, your little – Catchphrase on Twitter. Exactly right. right and in go. a few days, the road to October <laughs> will, will run through September. So Our next podcast will be in September. Oh, man. That's I crazy. Yeah. We'll figure it out. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Are we going to wrap this up now? I think so. Okay. I think so. This has been the first edition, um, you know, through all the ups and downs of extra <laughs> preps. Extra prep. We're still working on the name. <laughs> we'll, we're open to any suggestions as well. Yeah, if we change it for weeks. Maybe we should just do a new name each week. We'll see. But this has been. Uh, this is your baby, Joe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we'll figure it out along the way. Extra prep, a News Gazette podcast. Thanks for listening.